At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M A R K Z I N N O. Thanks so much for spending your Saturday morning with us here on VSIN with you till 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, hour number two away and running. Uh, we will get into the Stanley Cup Finals game two. Coming up, and we'll talk with our good friend Lou Finicchiaro, uh, as we, we learned the pronunciation last week. Uh, the Italians all stick together. Yes, we do. So he'll join us coming up later on this hour. Of course, I'll have my entire rundown of plays for the day later on in the show, as always. We'll even take a look at some of the NBA futures for next year, now that the NBA season is in the books. But joining us now from ESPN Richmond, you can also see him here on SportsGrid, uh, fantastic sports handicapper. Matt Joseph joins us here on Point Spread Saturday. Follow him on Twitter at MidMajorMatt. Matt, good morning and welcome, brother. Good morning. I can tell you the one team you don't have to worry about next year, the uh, the Sixers re-signing James Harden means they're taking themselves out of the mix for the NBA Finals next year. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering about that. Uh, look, for those who don't know, Matt is a, a Philadelphia native, and so uh, his sports existence is painful for the most part, save one Nick Foles, uh, you know, good playoff run. But different discussion for a different day. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into Major League Baseball here. Braves have their 14-game win streak snapped yesterday. I stepped in and took the Cubs yesterday on the uh, on the run line and did it right at the right time. So two-part question here. Your philosophy on streaks, what do you do if you haven't been on it from the beginning and haven't been following it? When do you get in? And how will the Braves react today? Because I think today is the kind of game where either they get beat again two to nothing or they just blow the doors off the Chicago Cubs and win the game 10 to one. Well, I mean, when it comes to streaks, first off, I mean, I feel like if you're a little late on something, then it's, it's unfortunate uh, with regards to something like that. And you just kind of either sit it out or try and find other ways to do it because, you know, teams on streaks, the books know everybody wants to jump on them. So they price things out a little bit harder for people to jump in on, especially like, you know, a money line or something like that. So if you see a team that's on a streak, why not try, especially in baseball, you can do this, try and find a different way to bet. If you see if their offense is really hot, a la the Yankees, maybe take a team total over or maybe take a, you know, a first five if it's a little bit more manageable. So if you're a little late jumping on a streak, you can certainly find other ways, especially in the sport of baseball, to jump in. And with regards to today, it's interesting that we had a one nothing game yesterday and you look at the weather at Wrigley, because that's always the first thing you have to look at, and it's winds blowing in and the temperatures in the 
60s, which means it could be another low-scoring type game. Um, Kyle Wright's been really good. Uh, he's been even better on the road, sub-2 ERA on the road. Justin Steele's been pretty good, too. The Braves really hit lefties hard uh, this season. I don't trust Steele. I don't trust the Cubs' bullpen. I think the, Cubs, the uh, Braves get back to their winning ways this afternoon. Speaking of the Yankees, as you mentioned, insane that they are playing 750 baseball. Folks, they're winning three out of every four games they play to this point in the season, and they're finding ways to win. Hey, uh, wrong side of that total last night. I thought it was staying under, and it looked pretty good for five innings until the Yankees decided to start hitting the snot out of the baseball uh, in one inning in that game. But it's another team on a streak, winning eight in a row. Uh, you just mentioned the team total overs. What other ways can you play this? Or is it just smart at this point because the Yankees are such a juggernaut to jump in and ride it? Well, and, you know, the funny thing is the one guy who seemingly has been their kryptonite, at least so far this season, has been Manoa. And Manoa's on the mound. Uh, he's got a .75 ERA and two starts against the Yankees this season. Uh, and he's got the really good stuff now. Here's the thing you can do with regards to that. And you look at last year, even Manoa had good numbers against the Yankees. So he's kind of been their kryptonite since he's joined the majors. Um, this is one of those things where maybe you wait him out and see if he leaves and, and, and jump in live on the Yankees afterwards. Um, but I don't know if I necessarily want to take a Yankees full game thing here because of the fact that Manoa has been so good. Uh, Tyon's been okay. He's been a little shaky at times on the road. Uh, you know, the, and the Blue Jays offense, it can be very explosive. So I would almost whack recommend like a live wager once Manoa leaves or once maybe the Blue Jays get a lead, maybe you can get in live and take a, like a Yankees run line bet, assuming they're going to get to whatever relievers that Toronto brings in late. Another interesting team that uh, is the New York Mets. And, you know, they've come back to earth a little bit here, Matt. Uh, you know, they, they started out playing 700 baseball and, uh, they look like they were going to, you know, beat everybody under the sun, but they're starting to come back to earth. It's back to, I think, a five-game lead now over the Braves. Uh, because of all the injuries to the starting pitching staff, is this a team that you're looking to sort of fade right now? Are they going to regress a little bit to more of being an average baseball team? Well, I think their starting pitching is going to save them a little bit, I mean, the, the depth at least. You know, Cookie Carrasco has been is is starting to return to the form he had in Cleveland, and you know, Taiwan Walker's not terrible, and I know McGill's hurt again, and and Degrom's hurt, and Scherzer's hurt, but they have at least some decent pitching, and you know, at times their hitting's really good. So maybe you start looking at more overs in Yankee games, especially when the wind, the weather is warm and the wind is blowing out, and things like that, because you know their bullpen's okay. It's nothing special. Now, today they're going up against Braxton Garrett uh, of the Marlins, and he's nothing special. And the, you know that the Mets have had their problems. They actually strike out a lot against uh, left-handed pitching uh, this season. Garrett's actually had five strikeouts in each of his two starts, uh, one against the Astros, who doesn't strike out a lot. So that'll be interesting to see how Garrett does against this Mets lineup that does strike out a lot against left-handed pitching this season. Let's go to your hometown. Look at the Philadelphia Phillies. They're taking on the Nationals today. Uh, I kind of like the over in this spot. It, it is a little bit, you know, uh, of uh, I, I guess it's like a public bet. Just feels that way. It's used to the over at eight and a half. But Josiah Gray has just been a dumpster fire when it comes to giving up runs. Uh, and this may be a spot where the Phillies offense gets right. The only fa fear is that they may have to do all the work themselves because of Aaron Nola being on the bump. And uh, he's been pretty tough this year. Noah's a guy, and this is probably the fatalist Philadelphia to me, Noah's a guy who on the road sometimes has these little blow-ups. Now, this year he's got a 2.70 ERA and six starts away from home. But last year he got shelled twice in D.C. And, um, you know, this Nats lineup has some decent hitters. The one thing I caution people about making a bet for this game now is coming off the doubleheader yesterday, we saw several guys play in both games. There's always the worry that they might sit today. So I, this is one of those things where I would potentially look at um, waiting until the lineups come out. The other thing I'd kind of look at is, you know, with regards to Josiah Gray, they're going to need innings from him. And whether you're looking at, like, maybe an out bet or maybe a strikeout bet because the Phillies can strike out a little bit, Gray's going to have to go no matter how bad he goes. He's going to have to go five or six innings today. So if you know that uh, and want to take advantage of that, there are some bets that you can kind of make that say, all right, I think Gray's going to pitch a lot. So that's something to look at, too because of how much bullpen usage Washington had yesterday in the doubleheader. Yeah, maybe a walks, uh, a walks prop that's out there uh, for uh, Josiah Gray. Uh, a couple more here real quick. Guardians and Dodgers today. Uh, this is another pitching matchup that I think that's very interesting. Obviously, Jose Urias 
is is very, very tough. But Cal Quantrill has been a little bit of a mixed bag of results for the Guardians this year. You're getting a total of eight in this game, uh, which makes me believe that it's going to go under. But, you know, the, the standard kind of pricing on this game. So how do you read it? Yeah, I don't trust Urias. Um, he's a guy that is, uh, you know, for years everybody talks about his potential and everything, and it's just there's times where he shows it. You know, the, the double-digit strikeout game against the Giants last time out, but then there's other times you're just like, what are you doing? And it's against a, a, a Guardians team that makes a lot of contact. They're actually the best under team when it comes to K-Props in Major League Baseball. 41 of 56 unders uh, so far this season. They're only averaging four strikeouts. Uh, against left-handed pitching, uh, left-handed starting pitching, and the number is four and a half for Urias. You might want to look at an under there. And then you look at the Dodgers, who last night snapped a 10-straight over K-Prop streak. They only had one strikeout against Zach Plesak. Uh, Quantrill's not exactly a strikeout pitcher, but it's something to look at. The Dodgers are having problems making contact a lot in this lineup. And obviously with, uh, you know, Mookie Betts, getting uh, scratched yesterday, that's something else you'll probably want to look at here when you see when their lineup comes out is if he's going to be in the lineup, even though he's been pretty bad lately. Uh, K-Prop that I've been following, Kyle Bradish of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, I've seen him at three and a half. That's heavily juiced, but at four and a half, he's gotten a five in, in the six of his last eight starts. Not many people know about Kyle Bradish, just a guy that I've sort of linked, uh, latched onto as he's had some success with the K-Props. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. I was on his over. I found it last night. It was uh, in a book. They actually, occasionally the sports books online will put up a couple of K-props, and they put his up at three and a half at a reasonable juice. I jumped all over it. The Rays are a team that strike out a ton. Um, if you look at the numbers here, and I'm pulling them up now, um, they have struck out uh, over five times per game against right-handed starting pitchers, 25 and 14 to the over. Uh, we just saw Dean Kremer, who's nothing special, get five strikeouts in six innings. Uh, Clark Schmidt, the reliever for the Yankees, the game before that, had five strikeouts in three innings. Four straight pitchers have had five strikeouts or more from the right side against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I like that one. And I even like Springs' is over, too, because we know the Orioles struggle against lefties. Got that one at a reasonable four and a half last night. So both, uh, both starting pitchers in this game, I think, should go over their K-props. Just a big picture question here as we have 90 seconds left. Um, the Chicago White Sox uh, were the odds-on favorite to win that division this year. They sit two games below 500. Is it worthwhile to you to an investment on the White Sox to turn this thing around? We just saw the Braves do the same thing, right? They were middling through their first two months of the season, and they finally hit this win streak, and they look like a team that's ready to go back to the postseason. Do you think we'll see the same thing similar from the White Sox, that they'll snap out of it and just start to run away with the AL Central? Yeah, I don't trust their lineup. And, and they're what have we seen from those guys that we know have potential, but – at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Draft like no other, wine like no other. Play free during the PGA Tour with Naomi. Dare to play unrivaled golf series. Enter five free contests to take your shot at a share of $25,000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com. Mayomi now to join the action. Mayomi flavored forward. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. And again, Mayomi, M-E-I-O-M-I. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Lou Finicato are going to join us. Uh, we'll go over game two of the Stanley Cup finals coming up next, uh, as we'll do that here in a little more than 15 minutes. I got my plays of the day coming up for you. As always, we finish up every point spread Saturday and point spread Sunday with my slate of games for the day. We'll do that before the end of the show as we go up till 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific uh, on point spread Saturday. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno. Um, and again, full disclosure with the, Game two of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. I'm following the money here. I it just it's look the, the minus one and a half on the puck line is not always the most profitable way to go, um, but with all the public sitting on Tampa Bay thinking that they're going to be able to cover that number in Game two, uh, and worst case scenario they're saying, well, Tampa Bay is not going to lose Game two. Uh, the the, the two time defending stuff Stanley Cup champions aren't going to go in an O2 hole. So let's just take them on the puck line, getting one and a half, regardless of the juice and all the money sits with the avalanche. And so I'm just going to follow it here in this spot and back Colorado uh, minus one and a half. And I'll take the plus money at plus 162. I'm seeing it, or at least around that number at a couple of different shops. But we'll talk to Lou Finicato, uh coming up next. We'll also look at UFC uh, Calvin, Calvin Cater going tonight uh, in, a, in a fight. So we'll take a quick uh, peek into UFC with him as well. All right, let's get to the way too early version of the uh, NBA. Looking forward to the 2023 NBA champion here. Uh, and I thought this was interesting just because obviously the Warriors were installed as the favorite. And no one's surprised by that. Again, you're not going to see the kind of value you got with Golden State. I think that they were, you know, again, plus 800, plus 1,000 when the season started, or at least at some point during the season, nobody really took them seriously. And everybody continued to back teams like the Brooklyn Nets because they knew, especially once the vaccine mandate got lifted and Kyrie Irving was going to be able to play home games in New York. Well, it's Kyrie, it's KD, KD. They're, they're going to be able to be good. And, and well, they were not. Uh, but yet still, the Nets installed as the third favorite uh, here to win the NBA title next year. Again, the top three are the Warriors at plus 550, the Celtics at plus 650, and the Nets at plus 700. After that, you start to get some interesting pricing as we sit here two days after the NBA Finals are over on some of the teams that are out there. The Clippers plus 750. Why the Clippers are plus 750, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe it's just a health issue. Maybe when you look at it, you know, you look at a, a scenario where uh, you have a healthy Paul George, you have a healthy Kawhi Leonard, and those are the guys that you're banking on um, to to carry you over the top. But still, this is a team that you have to see do it. You have to see them them win the whole thing uh, or at least get some version of better than what they've shown you. So I don't back the Clippers. The Bucks, uh, to me, are the best pick right there, plus 750. Why they are so low, 
Uh, I can't figure out, uh, th- you know, they should be at plus 550. And if you want to make the Warriors the favorite, make them at plus 400, whatever it is. But still, you know, when you're getting close to eight to one on the Milwaukee Bucks, you have to take it at this point in time. You have to take it. Um, I don't trust the Suns. They've never been able to get over the hump uh, at plus 900. Although the value I think is fantastic until the Mavericks improve their roster. Uh, I'm not sure I can, tr- can, can trust them. Was this year more of a product of the fact that they were able to get a, I don't want to say an easy run to the Western Conference Finals, but you beat up on a Jazz team that isn't very good and a Suns team that clearly was flawed um, from a coaching standpoint, from a roster construction standpoint. And, and yes, you you ran into the best team when you got to the Western Conference Finals, but don't let that delude you to the fact that the Mavericks probably weren't that good. Um, that run was more about Luka than anything else. Are the Nuggets interesting at plus 1,400? Maybe. If you get a healthy Jamal Murray back, uh, along with Nikola uh, and and Michael Porter Jr., if you have a full roster, did they look like a different team? It's possible. They had a lot of defensive problems this this year. And again, some of that's due to injuries, but... Uh, they were a team that allowed opponents to shoot near 50%. Like that's, you know, it's just not sustainable. Uh, you're not going to be very good doing that. Their defense was bad uh, and teams like Golden State took advantage of it. And so that's, you know, a reason for, to give me pause. And yes, the next team we're going to talk about the Grizzlies. I do feel like we're forgetting about them. I do feel like we're forgetting about them. Like they're going to score the hell out of the basketball. There should be no doubt about that. They are going to be a team that is going to score high volume once again. They will average 114, 115 points a game throughout the season. They are probably going to win close to 60 games again next year because this is a team, and this is what happens with young teams that kind of get beat up. And you saw the trash talking, by the way, online on Twitter between some of the Grizzlies players and some of the the. The Warriors players, I think it was Clay Thompson and, and Steph, whoever it may be. You know, again, the, the Warriors went all petty after this uh, this this championship. I, hey, you do you, knock yourself out. But the Grizzlies are a young team that still wants to prove themselves, still wants to act like they belong at the top of the NBA, and they do because they're talented enough to do it. So during the regular season, they're going to go out and win as many games as possible. Um, they are going to try as hard as they can to beat everybody and prove to everybody that during 82 games, they are the best team. That said, uh, can they do it in the postseason? We'll have to wait and see. They're going to have the makeup and they're going to have the talent to be able to do it. But still, uh, do I trust them 100%? No. Do I like the value at plus 1,400 for that team? Yeah. As soon as I see some win the Western Conference uh Odds and and if you're getting the Grizzlies at seven to one or eight to one or better, that's a bet I really feel a lot more comfortable because the West is nowhere near as deep as the East is. And when it comes to injuries and everything else, will the Warriors have some sort of hangover? Do they have to prove themselves again? Maybe. Uh, Clippers again. You have Kawhi and Paul George consistently injured. Um, the Suns obviously they may break up that team. DeAndre Ayton may be uh, gone. That's the play I'd really look for with the Grizzlies is to win the Western Conference because that, to me, feels a lot more tenable. If you're asking me, oh, they're going to be better than Boston, uh, the the Bucks, the Heat, you know, all those teams. Will Philadelphia factor into it as they, by the way, uh, sit at plus 1,400 as well? You have that whole conglomerate of real good teams at plus 1,400. Mavericks, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Heat, and Sixers all sitting right there. Do I want to back the Lakers? Let me think. How about new? I don't. Um, then you start to get in the real long shots and teams that could make some noise. Pelicans maybe with CJ McCollum. Let's see where they go. Um, the Bulls, the Jazz, Hawks, Raptors, T-Wolves. Those are all playoff caliber teams and should be playoff teams. Are they good enough to win the NBA Finals? The short answer is no, they're not. They would need a lot to go their way. But again, this is all pre-free agency, pre-draft, pre-crazy trades coming so you could find some value with teams like the Hawks or the Pelicans who may do some crazy things. The Jazz are a team I'd stay away from because they look like they're headed for a breakup. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert probably going their separate ways. Where they end up could dramatically shift the odds for certain teams. 
You know, if, if Rudy Gobert ends up on the Mavericks somehow, why they trade him in the Western Conference, I don't really know, but you get the point. You know, and you get some extra, where does Donovan Mitchell end up on the Mavericks with, you know, Luka? Does that happen? Who, who knows? Um, does Donovan Mitchell end up on the Hawks and give you probably maybe the best backcourt in the NBA with Trey and Donovan Mitchell? Could it happen? Yeah. There are at least those rumors out there at this point in time. Um, does he end up in Chicago? You know, do you get a one-two punch with DeRozan, um, even though they're both shooting guards? I mean, you know, uh, who knows? There have been stranger pairings that have gone together in the NBA over the course of the last couple of years that that shouldn't surprise anybody. And if you have money to burn, take the Knicks at plus 25000 because, well, they have to win a title eventually, don't they? Don't they? No, I guess not. Uh, anyway. Don't do that. Uh, set your money on fire elsewhere. So that's kind of the way too early um, odds. And real quick, MVP candidates, uh, even though odds aren't out right now, just put your money on John Morant. He's likely going to be installed as the favorite, and his number may never be as good as you get it as the initial posting of where it is. Because he'll probably be around three or four to one uh, and sit on that ticket all year long and, and then watch the number dwindle, dwindle, dwindle all the way down to, you know, plus 125, even minus money when you get to mid midseason. But John Morant's going to win the MVP next year, and that's where I'd put my money on that. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll look to game two of the Stanley Cup Finals and even some UFC tonight. Dufin and Carroll are going to join us right here on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. You're watching and listening to Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Stay with us. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M A R K Z I N N O. Coming up here in a little more than 10 minutes, 15 or so, I'll give you all my rundown of plays for the day, including game two of the Stanley Cup finals. And we've got a lot to do in Major League Baseball as well before the end of the show at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. But let's look at game two of the Stanley Cup Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals as a whole as we talk to our NHL and UFC handicapper and point spread weekly contributor Lou Finicaro joins us here on Point Spread Saturday. Lou, good morning and welcome. Good to talk to you again. Mark, thanks for having me on. Good morning. It's a great day for sports. It certainly is. All right, game one. Let's kind of go backwards here a little bit uh, and look at Colorado and Tampa, and Tampa Bay. The Avalanche sprint out to a 3 nothing lead. It looked like it was going to be a route. And Tampa Bay does what Tampa Bay always does. This proves why they're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion fights their way back into it and forces overtime. So... Uh, in the rearview mirror, are you looking at that game as more of, hey, Colorado got out with a win, that's the most important thing, or is it Tampa Bay really should feel good about themselves heading into game two, given the way that game started? Well, Mark, uh, first let me set the table by saying that it was me that thought Florida would be too fast for Tampa, dead wrong. It was me that thought the Rangers – could match Tampa in goal, which they did, and that their legs were too young for Tampa, dead wrong. And so going into this series, I didn't want to be stubborn and just keep fading Tampa. I wanted to watch and see what was going to happen. My plan was to take Tampa game one and game two because they're going to be dogs in each game. If I split, then not only do I have a lot more information, but I got a few cents of profit in my pocket by which to try and make more firm decisions on the series moving forward. I didn't really want, I, di I didn't have the confidence to be really aggressive pre-flop. Now I've seen a game and I'm gonna answer your question. I'm gonna stick to my gut. I think Tampa did as well as they could in periods two and three last game. And that's the best we're gonna see of them. I am gonna follow my plan and take Tampa again tonight because the whole foundation of my series rests on Tampa winning this next game because it's at that point that I'll bet Colorado on the series. 
I believe Colorado is going to just continue to get their legs and be too fast for a team in Tampa that I, I do respect the rear view, but I'm driving in a car with a big, huge windshield and I got to try and look forward. I've been wrong two series in a row, but I'm following my gut and I've already made two bets despite my situation. And that is Colorado wins the series four to one at the time was plus three something. It's now plus plus 300 at DraftKings, Colorado to win the series four, two that's plus 380. So that's where I'm going. I believe Colorado will dominate this series if I can only get Tampa Bay to make it look like it's going to be close after today's game. You know, it's real contrasting styles here because Tampa Bay, for as good as their offense is, um, they are more defensive-minded than Colorado is, and as good as Colorado's defense is, they're more offensive-minded. I mean, look, when you get outshot 38-23 to in game one, it's not a good recipe, despite the fact that Vasilevsky is as good as it gets between the pipes. But that seems to be the avalanche's, you know, theory. Just keep peppering the hell out of Vasilevsky. They're not looking to set up plays. They're not looking to to run offensive sets in the offensive zone. They're just going to pepper the hell out of them and hope that volume shooting nets them more goals than not. And uh, that's something I think that Tampa Bay really has to try to attack because, again, uh, offensively, they can't continue to get 23 shots a game and expect to beat this avalanche team. Just uh, uh, besides what Colorado's doing by volume, uh, putting pucks on the net in volume fashion, which is a page out of the uh, Toronto Maple Leaf book, they're taking the second plan that Toronto tried to utilize, only they're doing a better job of it, and they're they're double-teaming Hedman. They're taking Hedman out of the offensive equation for Tampa, and that's what I think Tampa's going to have to solve in order to, in effect, get that offense going tonight. And so the cat and mouse game is going to be fascinating. But for me, I've seen what I have had to see. And uh, for those listening and don't want to be as schizophrenic as me with all the different plays, it's all about Colorado for me. However, I'm banking on Tampa putting their best game forward tonight, finding a way to win. Now, if they don't, then I have my Colorado two prop wagers working, but I won't have any opportunity to make a Colorado bet when they're up to nothing if that's how the series should go so where does Tampa Lou where do they get their offense from I mean is it Stamkos is it Pilat is it Kucherov I mean you know Kucherov's been their best offensive player this entire postseason but they've got to find a way to generate some offense early in this game too yeah I, I, I respectfully disagree to me playoff hockey especially Stanley Cup playoff hockey is don't let them score so if the if Colorado doesn't score they're not going to win so I don't think Tampa's worried about offense I think they're worried about playing from the goal out and insulating Vasilevsky but I think that Kucherov is where everything starts for that Tampa offense. And maybe now Brandon Point, who really was tepid in the first game, has a little bit more of his quickness and speed under him. Every game he plays, he'll become more of a factor. Yeah, no, I, listen, I understand what you're saying as far as defensively and playing from, from the goal out, but I just don't know that they can allow – Colorado's offense to pepper the amount of shots that they had. Like there was a prop out there. I saw for Vasilevsky over 40 saves. I think it was plus 320. I'm like, yeah, that that sounds about right. You know, because they're, they're going to just keep firing at him as often as they can. Uh, and he, he had to make 35 stops in game one. Uh, and still, you know, uh, facing that many shots is, is, is I, I think it's a bad equation for Tampa Bay. Uh, but I, I guess if we're sitting in the Tampa side, Mark, what, what are they supposed to do? Not play defense and try and play the other team's game that they can't. Yeah, so is it right? I mean, so, so it's a it's a damned if I do and damned if I don't situation. To me, uh, they're going to play how they played against the Rangers once they batten down the hatches, and I don't think they're going to worry about goals. I think they're going to try and and stop Colorado, and and part of stopping Colorado is is stopping some of those shots at the blue line, too. All right, real quick here, Lou, let's pivot uh, over to UFC. There is a fight tonight, a featherweight fight between Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett. Uh, Cater's punching power is just insane. He's certainly bigger and he's longer than Emmett, um, and we've seen him have a lot of you know pretty good knockouts uh, along the way, but both of these guys are, are 
stand-up sort of fighters, so to speak. So how do you handicap this main event tonight? Well, Josh Emmett comes from Team Alpha Male, and he's 37. He's about three years older, and he's lost time due to injury and attrition. He takes a lot of – he's a physical fighter. He's got more power in this fight, and he's going to be the one trying to cut the octagon down on Cater, corner him, and hit him with hooks and crosses, power shots. Cater, meanwhile, is the longer man, the slicker boxer, the man with a little bit better defense. He's gonna have to utilize that, maintain space, and he'll do his damage to uh, Josh Emmett over time and with volume. And eventually, if he does get Emmett out of there, it's gonna be round four or five because uh, Emmett's tough. And while Cater does have power, he's really more volume than anything. If if Emmett can find a way to get this to the floor, the diametrics of the fight change a little bit. I don't know that he's going to be able to do that, but it should be a fascinating fight, one in which I think Cater is a deserving favorite. Yeah, and, and I guess I just wonder, you know, when you get to these lighter fights, like the featherweight fights, typically the tempo seems to move faster. How much is stamina going to play and who has the advantage there? Well, Cater's been the one that's experienced five-round main event fights prior. He just got done with one with Chikadze and uh, Holloway once before. Emmett has not. So experience is a and pace probably a little bit more for Cater. And Emmett, uh, that'll be his question. Is will he be able to maintain that high output and that wrestling effort uh, into the championship rounds? And he hasn't been there yet. He's a two-to-one underdog, Emmett, and that looks appealing, but I really just think the fact that Cater's been more active, he's been active against world-class opponents, gives him edge. Yeah, and just both of these guys with pure knockout power, you know, I mean, the fight can change literally in one second in any round. He is Lou Finicaro. Make sure you check out his work on Point Spread Weekly through the NHL and UFC. Great to talk to you as always. Enjoy game two tonight. Enjoy the fights as well. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks for having me on, Mark. Good luck to everybody. All right. So that'll do it for us here uh, when it comes to the NHL and the UFC. All right. Coming up next, I'll give you my official plays. Again, you've heard me talk about them a little bit for game two, but we'll wrap that up in full Major League Baseball slate uh, for my plays on this Saturday. That's coming up next here on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. And back to wrap things up next here on Point Spread Saturday on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The MLB, is in, MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock. MLB Sunday leadoff challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com slash Peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here, uh, Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm rushing through my weekend, folks. You see, I want it to be Sunday morning already, and it's not. Why do I want it to be Sunday morning? Because that will be the end of the U.S. Open, and we'll find out a winner. And that's where we'll start with all of my plays uh, for today here. And I, I kind of want to approach the U.S. Open betting here from one particular trend. I talked about it at the top of the show. But I think it's smart here to pair bets. Uh, and the trend that we have is 25 of the last 26 U.S. Open winners have been tied for sixth or higher after two rounds. Uh, that is unsettlingly you know, predictable, <laughs> especially in the world of betting. So we're going to follow that trend uh, and look for guys in the top six right now and look to see where they are and then bet them going forward. So that said, I'd like to take a little bit of a longer shot and a shorter, more reliable favorite um, and pair them together and hope that by the end of tomorrow, you know, those two are playing each other in the last grouping, uh, playing with each other. But the favorite that I'm going to play is Rory McIlroy. It just feels like it's time for him to get back over the hump. He's playing his best golf. We may look at that double bogey save that he had yesterday as the thing that really ultimately wins him this tournament. Um, and, and despite the fact that John Rahm is there and lurking and Colin Morikawa is there at the top, I want to back Rory. Some of this is fan induced for me, uh, because I really love to see Rory win another one. I, I just love his game and, and sort of love his approach. And, and so Rory at plus four fifty is where I'll go. And I'm going to pair that with Hayden Buckley at plus 5,000 is a long shot. Uh, again, he's, he's in the top six right now, you know, guys like, uh, Scotty Scheffler and Xander Schauffele, uh and, and Sam Burns, they're all out of the top six. So if we're staying in the trend, Hayden Buckley there, he's the longest long shot. It, you know, I, I thought maybe about Joel Dahman uh, as the other one who's at the top of the leaderboard right now, a co-leader with Morikawa. But let's have some fun and take Buckley at plus 5,000 and pair him with Rory at plus 450 uh, and, and see if we can't get one of the two of those to hit. Uh, and cover the bet for the other one. And if it's Buckley, hell, I'm buying everybody dinner. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep you posted there. But that's where I'm going with uh, the U.S. Open. As I mentioned, game two of the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. I'm going to follow the money here, guys, and lay the one and a half on the puck line with the Avalanche. 65% of the tickets on the puck line are on Tampa Bay, but yet 60% of the money is on Colorado. I'll follow that money and go in that direction. Uh, it's not the best bet in hockey to to uh, lay the one and a half, even though you're getting a ton of plus money here. It's just not a very profitable bet. As you just saw, the Colorado Avalanche were up 3 nothing in game one, and minus one and a half betters were like, yay, yay, I'm going to win, yay. Next thing you know, they're in an overtime game, and you're an automatic loser. So, uh, And if you'd like to do maybe Colorado on a three-way money line, if that – is something that, you know, interests you. It's not one of my favorite bets. And the only reason I say that is because the three-way money line, there are more outcomes that are not in your favor than are. Uh, and I'm just looking at the line right here. Colorado uh, is plus 105 on a three-way money line. But again, there are more favors that are, there are more outcomes that are not in your favor than are. 
So, and, and even a tie, even it, it gets you overtime win, you're still a loser. So it's got to happen in regulation. Um, and, and from that, you know, again, I, I think that uh, you could play it that way if you're feeling it to try to follow the money, maybe at a better price or an easier outcome that they win by a goal. But again, it can't be in overtime. So let's just stick with what we like here with Colorado and follow the money at minus one and a half. I think it's plus 160, plus 165 uh, on the puck line. Or you see plus 175 there, even better price uh, over at DraftKings. So go there. All right. Major League Baseball slate for today. A couple of um, unders in the first inning that I'm looking at. Braves and Cubs. Uh, Justin Steele, Kyle Wright, the starters there. The under is minus 118. The Cubs are the number one team in Major League Baseball in first inning run scored percentage at over 45%. But Kyle Wright has been fantastic. He's been better on the road, actually, than he has been at home. He's got a 1.03 whip. He's only been scored upon twice this season in 12 starts. He's already beaten the Cubs once this year. Uh, don't have to worry about Atlanta scoring in the first inning as uh, it's not their forte. They're 24th in Major League Baseball in first inning run scored percentage. So if Kyle Wright can do his job uh, and keep the Cubs off the scoreboard here, um, we're going to get it home. And it's weird because, again, with the Cubs being the number one team in Major League Baseball in first inning run scored percentage and the Braves being super hot, leading Major League Baseball in home runs since June 1st, this is a line that's juiced to the under. Follow the money again. Uh, we'll go there. Cleveland and the Dodgers, first inning under a half run at minus 113. Cal Quantrill is really the wild card here. He's been scored on three times in the first inning in his 11 starts. Two of those times have happened in the last two starts out. So we get a little baseball regression here and hope that Quantrill gets right in the first inning against Jose Urias. Uh, Cleveland is 19th overall uh, in first inning run scored percentage which is not good because the Dodgers are a top 10 team in first inning run scored percentage. However, um, they are sixth in major league baseball a road on the road away from Cleveland in opponent first inning run scored percentage at 23%. And the last one here is totally a flyer, but between Philadelphia and Washington under a half run in the first inning minus 111. Aaron Nola's on the bump for Philadelphia going up against the Washington team. That is very good in scoring first inning runs eighth in the first inning run percentage overall. And, um, you know, this is the situation here where, and I see these, I see good starting pitchers going up against teams that score a lot in the first inning. That's the matchup that I'm genuinely looking for here because I'm trusting the pitcher to be able to get through the first without getting touched up. Josiah Cray is not a pitcher that I want to trust in the first inning. Um, prior to his last start where he didn't give up a run in the first inning, five starts in a row, he had been touched up in the first inning, five. So he is absolutely a guy that uh, is hard to trust. But Philadelphia is just 17th overall in first inning run scored percentage and bottom 10 on the road this year in first inning run scored percentage. So uh, at only 20 percent, I, I, again, Josiah Gray is the real sort of wild card. If he gets through the top of the first inning here unscathed, I'm going to feel a heck of a lot better heading into the bottom of the first um, when it is Aaron Nola against Washington, despite the fact that the Nats do score a lot in the first inning. Um, look at a couple of other games here. Uh, K-Prop for Kyle Bradish of the Baltimore Orioles, over four and a half. He's gone over this number five of his last eight starts. Tampa Bay um, strikes out the sixth most times per game on the road this year at over nine strikeouts a game. Um, it's really a question if Bradish can just get to the fifth inning. If he gets to the fifth, they'll feel really good about uh, where we are with him. And uh, even a Jose Urias under his K-prop. We talked to uh, Matt Josephs earlier. He's playing that one. I'm going to tail him on it because I like the, the, the way this sets up. This is a Cleveland team that strikes out the fewest of any team in Major League Baseball, just 6.7 strikeouts per game. Although it's higher on the road than it is at home, um, Urias is not a guy that uh, is consistent enough to get a ton of strikeouts. He's coming off a huge strikeout performance against the Giants where he struck out 11. That's really not his game. So we'll look for a little regression from Urias here and take the under four and a half on Jose Urias strikeouts in that game. Um, I do like the over in Philadelphia and Washington, as I mentioned, Josiah Gray, and it's sort of a little bit of a crossfire, um, gives up a ton of runs, walks a ton of guys. That number is set at eight and a half at minus 118. The Nationals have gone over Nine runs are over in six of Josiah Gray's last eight outings. So 
runs will be scored here uh, in this game. I just hope not in the first inning. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Braves and Cubs as well. Um, I'm not typically a straight money line backer in baseball just because the juice is usually too excessive. I'll play the dog sometimes. But looking objectively, take the 14-game win streak out of it for the Braves and take the 10-game losing streak for the Cubs out of it prior to yesterday. The Braves are the better team, and they have more talent. And so I can back them there in that spot on the money line. But also, I can lay the one and a half here because the 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 juice is at plus 105 is perfect, right? I mean, you're not being asked to pay a lot of money on this here. And usually when you get those minus one and a half on the run line where you're getting plus money, it tells you that that this is a spot here where the Braves can do, do some damage. And so I like the Braves to win the game outright. Let's see how they respond after the streak uh, and see what they do there. All right, that'll do it for us here on Point Spread Sunday. I'm back tomorrow, uh, Point Spread Saturday. I'm back tomorrow for Point Spread Sunday. One of these days, the weekend will not all run together for me. But I appreciate you guys watching and listening here. Give me a follow on Twitter, the Lombardi Line, up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have a great day, everybody. Good luck. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 